What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. I'm Kyle Corbelis. It's another great week, another great episode of Country Music. We're going to talk about some great things here. I've got a great artist with me, uh, Anderson Daniels. Man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Stoked to talk to you. Uh, I've been a uh, a fan since Heartland in 2018. Believe it. You better believe it. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on. Of what course. took you five years? No, I'm I did. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't know. It's it's it's. Uh, thanks for calling me out. I appreciate it. you're right. What took me five years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but so, so what, what I say is, uh, what I say is, is I've been doing this for three. So really, it's it's what took me three years because that two years was more of just like a, a fan. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, so if I can get off the hook on that one, then uh, maybe I'll make yeah. it up. To you. I'll, give, I'll give you those couple of years back. Okay. For sure. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's what I want to hear. But uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. I think you have a great sound. Um, I think it's really, it's really pure. It's super smooth. And I just, I'm just a big fan. Um, kind of what I, how I like to start is, is, um, you know, for the people who, who may know you or, or may not know you at all. It's the beauty of this thing is, is what I love is like, you know, the one thing I love about this is when people say, Hey, Hey Kyle, like I was, I just happened to listen you know, this week and, and, you know, whoever that Anderson Daniels guy is like, he's really good. Like I like him a lot. Right. And I'm going to start listening to him. Like, that's really cool for me because you know, that's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to promote the songs and, and hopefully, you know, introduce people to to new music and, and new country music at that. Because um, like I always say, you know, uh, I'm from Northern New Jersey and, and, you know, country music is not the most popular. Um, but I think that if I open people's eyes and open people's ears, uh, you know, they, they tend to like it a little bit more. Um, so that's why I do it. So, um, you know, what I'd like say is a little bit of a spark notes version of yourself and, and kind of who you are, why you're here and, and, you know, how you got to this point in, in your, in your music career. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, I'm, I'm a kid that grew up, you know, like you said, in the heartland. Uh, that's why I was, I was so pumped to have that be kind of my first imprint into country music. Cause that's, that's kind of, uh, a North star for me in taking that direction and being, you know, representing people from the heartland. Um, that's who I grew up around and that's who I want to represent in country music. So, um, just a kid from the middle of America, you know, trying to write songs and record songs that, uh, kind of reflect that. Sure. That's uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, you're from Minnesota, right? Am I wrong there? Correct. Yep. Are I, I must ask, I have to ask, are you a Vikings fan? yes i am man i'm also a vikings fan are you really yeah no way my, my uh so the the story that i that i like to tell people is that um i didn't choose this life uh unfortunately i was i was born into it uh wh- whether you like it or not but my dad feel the my same dad, way right well my dad grew up here right and in in the in the 70s and and you know late 60s uh mid 70s right the vikings were they were great football team right the purple and people eaters yeah exactly yep. and he grew up right in that time and uh you know we we live in giants and jess country like that's like i'm literally 10 minutes away from MetLife stadium um and uh you know my dad's whole family growing up with jets fans and monday night football would come on and he didn't want to you know the jets weren't on but the vikings were because they always picked the good teams play on monday night sure so sure happen to watch him so often that he ended up just following the team you know one thing comes to another eventually many years later i come along and uh, i got a dante cole pepper jersey when i was like a child and randy moss jersey and randy know, moss and chris carter and yeah those chris are the carter, good old days man chris carter so yeah, we've um, we've always had you know i just saw the other day it was like the list of um i think number of losses or something like that in the last 30 years for NFL franchises. And I was thinking the Vikings were going to be way higher on the list, man. We know how to win games. We just can't do anything when it comes to playoff time. Not a single thing. 
Not a I just, single it's, thing. It's a heartbreaking thing to be a decent team, but never have, you know, that one year that where you put it all together. So we've seen them in the NFC championship a couple of times, but uh, I just break our heart every year. Now, now how, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So I'm a little bit younger than you, but I remember this time. So I'm sure you do too. Remember, you know, that, that one year that we had, we had Brett Favre. I, I want to say that was 09. I want to say. Yeah. That was yeah. 09. It was 09. Yeah. And then, and then Joe Webb came in. Remember that? Yep. And, and he had him in the NFC championship game. And I was like, this guy's freaking <laughs> awesome. I am still, <laughs> I am still on the hunt to eventually maybe I have to customize it. It is a running joke in my house that eventually one day I'm going to buy a Joe Webb Viking Jersey. I don't know where I'm going to find it, how I'm going to make it, but I will have it. Sure, there's somebody in a small town around here that's probably got one. <laughs> I think he played a few games does. the next year or something like that too. So I don't know. Maybe there's a few floating around there. But yeah, you might have to do some digging. To find <laughs> and maybe some customization. <laughs> it might cost me a pretty penny. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I, I love that. When I saw that, I was like, man, he's got to be a Vikings fan. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll get a lot of a lot of. Uh, I don't know what you even call them, but Minnesota uh, born folks that cheer for the Packers. I mean, that was always the easiest thing to do growing up, right? Just cheer for the team that was winning the whole time. Hopefully we'll get them in the next few years here now that, that Rogers is out your way, but yeah, um, yeah we'll uh, hopefully we'll get them back. But that, sure. I just, that was always a cop out to me. Yeah. Just always. go cheer for the the Packers. They're our biggest rival and they always beat us. So yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Well um, it's funny. Cause you know, there, there is, you know, I, there a long time ago, I had someone else on that was also from Minnesota. And and, and it's kind of this interesting thing, right? Because like, you know, the Midwest is very heavy in country roots, but like, you kind of forget about that, right? Because everyone's so worried about the Tennessees and the Texas and the Georgias and, you know, and the Kentuckys and whatever. Everyone's so worried about sure. that stuff that they forget that, like you're saying, like in the heartland, there's, there's a lot of root there and there's, there's a lot of uh, influence there. And, you know, growing up, like, where did you see out of that? Like, what did you see out of there? And, and you know, how did that influence you to, to go ahead and play your music? Well, yeah, I think that's why I got into country music specifically is because, you know, a lot of the stuff growing up that I was listening to, I was I was surrounded by it. You know, it's just it's uh, kind of small town stuff, blue collar workers, um, you know, Friday nights going out with your buddies in high school and stuff like that, driving around. I, I think for a long time, the Midwest, you know, we've always kind of been a uh, – uh, you know, they call it like Minnesota nice or Midwest nice, you know, you're not very boastful people. And I think maybe that's kind of a big play in why nobody really wanted to raise up and have the voice um, to kind of say, Hey, that's us too. You know, we we're just kind of more, I don't know, modest if, if that's the right term for it. But um, all of that lifestyle was stuff that I was growing up with. So I said, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's time that, that, you know, maybe somebody from my region kind of comes, comes along in country music and, and makes other artists from my area, you know, feel like, okay, we can, we can be represented by this area. And it is all the same, you know, like you say, it's country roots. I mean, all across the fields and, and, you know, we got 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. So we're always on the boat, you know, cranking up country music. So sure. um, it's, it's kind of that idea is, is that it's, it's here. It's just, nobody's ever really kind of boasted about it before, you know? For sure. I, I, I totally agree. And, and um, I really love that you really, you know, embrace that whole side of you. Like, you know, like your most recent EP country Midwestern, like that's, I think it's great that that's what you went with. And then, then you did the whole merch thing, right? Like, I think that mm -hmm. it's great that, that you're really, you know, buying into that and not trying to, not saying that anyone in particular does this, but you're not trying to be someone you're not. You're, you're recognizing that 
um, this is a really big part of your life and that there's this there's this whole other side of country music that maybe people don't know. Like, um, you know, a, a few weeks back, I, I put out an, an episode with um, a guy named Wyatt McCubbin, who's um, a great writer mm-hmm. and, and a great artist yeah. in his own right. Love He's stuff. from Ohio, right? He's from Ohio. Ohio has a lot mm-hmm. of country music, people that came out of it. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't realize that, which made myself look <laughs> yeah. a little dumb. But, uh, and I like to think that I, like I study this history and I just missed that somewhere. Like, uh, you know, it's that chapter. I, missed that yeah. Like, I think I, I don't know what happened, but like, you know, like Earl Thomas Conley came out, like, you know, like he came out of there. There's a bunch of people that came out of there that you just yeah. don't realize come from these States because we're so focused on this, you know, Tennessee narrative and, and all Texas. Yeah. Narrative. Stuff. yeah it's yeah. always kind of been a uh you know a big i mean southern thing i guess and country music and and even some of the you know bakersfield sound in california kind of yeah, has yeah, exactly. had their moment and you're yeah. seeing some of the guys come up you know through the rockies and stuff like that ian munsick you know is, is really repping wyoming and whatnot and i just kind of want to be that for the midwest because i know there's a lot of artists probably out there people that want to get their start in, in country sure. music but they don't quite know how because there's never really been somebody from you know the midwest i know josh thompson mm-hmm. um one of my favorite writers is is a wisconsin boy but uh you know even it's it's just that's really the only one that we've had and it's right. kind of like all right well I'm, I'm here to represent it and this is where i grew up so i'm gonna be just as passionate about it as as all the other music that i'm hearing you know i love that i love that it takes that one person right it takes that one person to to drive and it takes one person to it takes someone like you to post something on instagram and some 18 year old kid from St. Paul, Minnesota to say, Hey, like, I kind of like this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I can do it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I've I always said too. that I've, I've, I've told my, my friends that, um, you know, in Nashville and stuff like that, it's like, man, if it takes me being the one to, even if I don't go, you know, to the level that I want to get to, um, even if it opens the door and I can kind of hold that door open to the next generation of people that do come through, that's, that's good enough for me. So that's kind of where I've been uh what i've been fighting for and, and kind of where i'm trying to go so and that's so humble especially because you're so good and i think that that's that's uh <laughs> I appreciate that. you know, i mean i'm i don't mean, i don't need to sit here and gas you up you know that you're good so i mean <laughs> it is what it is but uh but no i think that that's that's really cool um in terms of uh minnesota lakes here i'm a big lake guy i like going down the shore right like you know new jersey has sure. its jersey shore and that's a whole different animal but i love you know when we drive up to the lake and it's like the secluded area just quiet right and it's just bliss and you can do whatever you want um and it's fantastic what like do you do you like wakeboard or you water ski or do you like like what do you do on the lakes yeah so i i was a big uh wakeboarding was was my thing in like high school and whatnot um i don't get out and do it as much as i'd like to nowadays you know we're on the road all summer and stuff like that and so it's it's those are kind of the hot times to obviously be doing it up here um you know fishing is is something that i've been doing a lot more lately yep. that i was doing when i was younger but again you know kind of lost lost art for me because i didn't have the time for it but uh and then in the winter when i'm when i'm in minnesota it's just like ice fishing is such a are you a, a big ice of fish? mine yeah yeah i really? love it um yeah I, I love it just because it's one of those things that like it doesn't make sense to a lot of people like yeah. why would you go out on a frozen lake or why would you go sit in a hut and, it doesn't and make sense to me at all like so. that yeah so I just something about having a whole lake to fish on and you only have this one, you know, hole to be over. And if you catch something, you, I mean, it's just I think it's a cool idea, you know, yeah. uh, psych, psychology of it. So 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 do you like because obviously like everyone only sees in the movie is like you just like walk out in the middle of the lake or wherever you're, you're ice fishing. Right. And there's like that outhouse looking thing and you go in there and 
and your holes in there, right? And you sit there, but <laughs> like, how cold is that? Is that little outhouse? Man, like you, I've can been you put out a heater there. in there, or does it like melt? Yeah, the ice? yeah. So inside, so I typically use a what's called a pop up, and that's like a portable. So you, it's a clamor uh, uh, Eskimo pop up. Um, you know, you can fit three or four guys in there, but um, you bring a little buddy heater, and man, I don't know what it gets inside there, but I've been out out ice fishing when it's like negative 35 in minnesota and it's just like the in the wind chill too probably brings it down even further but it gets it gets pretty cold no matter uh how how hard you crank that heat. how do you dig the hole that's my question (laughs) i know i sound so stupid but i mean like it's it's honestly like an interesting thing no i know not and see the thing is a lot of people don't like get to experience it so i always like talking about it and bring it up because uh so like you have uh an auger so it's got blades on the bottom of it and then along you know like uh a long uh auger to it spiral to it so mm-hmm. we like i always use a gas one there's electric ones now and then obviously you got the hand crank ones which i feel bad for anybody That's using those but was uh, it 1950 you, using the hand crank? yeah exactly <laughs> we've come a long way <laughs> um but yeah you pop a couple holes and then uh you know, you, you have a scoop to scoop out all the extra uh, slush and then snow and ice that kind of goes, fills up that hole once you pop it through. But I mean, the lakes in Minnesota will freeze up to, you get two feet of ice out there sometimes, um, which doesn't sound like a lot now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, that is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of ice, man. People will drive out, you know, we drive out trucks and, and uh, snowmobiles and, and big yeah. portable ice houses and stuff like sure. that. So. That's so cool. I was trying to look up one of those things, but I couldn't figure out how to spell it right. So I just kind of gave up. That's what <laughs> in, I was like, in a hawker, yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to figure it out. And I was like trying to figure out what, what letters you said there. And then I'm kind of a dumbass. So I couldn't, I just couldn't figure it out. A-U-G-E-R, I think it's spelled. A-U-G-E-R. I'm going to look it up because I'm really curious about what this thing looks like. A-U-G-E-R. Okay. Um, I, it's not. Okay. Wow. This is, uh, yeah. It looks like a big there screw. Yeah, yeah. You know it's what like it looks a big like? Screwdriver, basically. This is gonna sound wild, and unless you're like a select group of people here, like probably my dad, you're probably <laughs> the only one that knows what this looks like. This very much looks like when you go to the beach and those new beach umbrellas, where you take the bottom of the umbrella and screw it into the sand and, then put <laughs> and the twist it in the there. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> that's made out of plastic, in. so you know it's just. <laughs> but man, I see the gas thing. It kind of look. It's kind of got like a little bit of a like a leaf blower type vibe to it. Yep, if you're yeah. Really you really cranking a gas that engine the on there and crank it. Who the hell's cranking this into the ice? Andre, the giant, like what the hell? <laughs> Anderson Daniels, man. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, wow. Do you have a look? This one's got, this one's looks like a lawnmower. looks like a John Deere. You ride it out. I've <laughs> not seen that one before. This is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, dude. You, you get the, uh, the, something. the, if you search, uh, the ion, um, augers it's ion uh ice auger you'll get the electric ones and those ones are so slick i mean the gas powered ones you know you got to fire them up and, and and rev up but those those electric ones are, are like a battery like a drill battery and whatnot that you throw on there like a 20 volt and it just pops so many holes in the ice so quickly it's it's incredible it literally looks like a giant drill bit and a uh and a jackhammer had a baby <laughs> or no this this one looks like a pogo stick tell me i'm wrong course it's not gonna it kind of yeah yeah exactly that's it yep that's exactly what i was talking about that's wild i'd pay a lot of money to see you standing out there in the middle of the ice trying to dig a hole with that thing i'll send you i'll send you a photo please do
please do. <laughs> okay, so so I, I don't want to harp on this for too much longer, but I actually think it's really interesting. And I actually, like, a bunch of my buddies really love to fish. Uh, as a kid growing up, I loved to fish. Uh, but as I got older, I became more of the uh, the boat the boat rower. If it's a small lake and I drink the beer, that's kind of what I do. So that's like, that, that's my path of things. But yep. um, kind of fish you catching because, like, don't how do they stay alive and, like, so in the, in the winter time, like you won't like summertime, a lot of people are catching bass and Northern Pike and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times in the winter, so those bass will feed so much in the fall, um, okay. that they kind of, they don't eat much during the winter time though. So they don't have to move a lot during the day. Interesting. Um, we'll catch a lot of like, like walleye fishing is my favorite, both in the summer and the winter. I was just, uh, up walleye fishing the other weekend and we did pretty well, but, um, that then like crappie fishing is, is really big. So panfish, um, you know, you can go catch a ton of those and, and awesome. you get some, some massive crappies, uh, you know, up, up way up North in Minnesota. And, and that's always a good time too. So it's cool. kind of a mixed bag. You, you'll run into some, some big Northern Pike too. You know, folks will put those tip ups out. I don't know if you've ever seen those where yeah, you yeah. just lay it on the ice and the flag goes off when it's hooked. So <laughs> cool. that's, a, that's kind of another form of it, but yeah. Really cool. So, so you have this love for, for fishing, which I think is awesome. Do you, and, and obviously this love for music, like, um, as you're fishing, is it, is it, um, I have things that are therapeutic, right? Um, and for a creative person, I think that's really important. So when you're fishing, like how often are you sitting there and you're like, oh, this, like, like how often do you like shoot song ideas at yourself and think like, oh, this could be. Man, that's, great. that's all day, every day for me. Like I'm, I'm constantly, especially just having conversations or picking up things in conversations that I'm hearing. Um, I'll hear somebody, you know, say, I don't know, like a, just a, reference or some something they say in, in in a conversation i'll be like oh that could actually be taken a couple different ways and then i'll jot that song title down or maybe i'll tweak it a little bit and be like mm -hmm. that's where that's where a hook might come in so um i'm kind of always writing stuff down in, in the notes in my phone um of like song titles song ideas and just it, it's definitely helpful to stay creative and then kind of jot to those whenever you're going into a write. Um, and, and you got a couple ideas. I try and jot down a couple extra notes when I hear that, yeah. because sometimes I'll write something random down and then I'll, I'll go to it when I'm trying to write and I'll be like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But that's important, right? Like but, sometimes the little tiny notes are the ones that actually like, you're right. Like sometimes you're like, that makes no sense. But also sometimes you're like, Wow, I'm really glad I wrote down like this one random word because that I remembered exactly what I was thinking in that moment. Yeah, exactly. I'll put like in in like parentheses or something like that. Like exp I'll like I'll like fully explain the hook to myself for future reference. Yeah. I'm, like sometimes you won't get it looking back, yeah. but then you see Very that cool. and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking at that time. Yeah. So so growing up, like who are some of these guys that, that you idolized? And and I hate using the word influences because I think it's just an over asked question, but I think it's important <laughs> when it when it comes, um, you know, in terms of like how people play their music. Cause for you, right. Like I get, I get a very, um, Jason Aldean type thing or Brantley Gilbert type thing, but I also get like a more, um, like more country than that, if that makes any sense. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, like I always say like the, the word influence too, like I, I hear what you're saying there. Like for me, it's, uh, I, I take notes from everybody, sure. whether I'm like a big fan of them or whether I might like a song from them or, or, their their live show or something like that you know i'll take some notes so for me it's a it's a big uh you know melting pot but when i was growing up my dad always had us you know listening to brooks and dunn and alan jackson and a lot of the like first couple you know 
Brad Paisley records or, or Kenny Chesney records and Toby Keith and stuff like that. So that was kind of all that late nineties, early two thousands music was a big influence at that time. And then, you know, I kind of got away from country music for a while as every, you know, kid in, in middle school, you know, doesn't want to listen to what their parents are listening to type of thing. And they want to um, listen to Eminem because I think Eminem is yeah. going to be the greatest artist of all time. That's exactly what it was. It was Eminem for me. And then, yeah, I mean, just some, some rock music and stuff like that. But then kind of coming back when I got into high school and you get your license and you're driving around and stuff like that, you know, country music kind of came right back into the mix. And that was the time when, you know, Jason Aldean was, was releasing his first couple records and and brantley gilbert had just released his first record and uh eric church played you know a lot into that too so um it's all of that kind of stuff and then you know today i still get a, a lot of inspiration from you know like cody johnson's probably my number one for for uh you know modern artists a lot of the guys out of texas and just kind of um you know it's it's like i said i just learned from everybody and kind of try and put that into my own style yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, I, I, th I think you're right in terms of like middle school people try and, you know, shed off whatever, whatever they, whatever their parents or whatever they thought were cool growing up or whatever, whatever right. they, they were listening to and to what they think is cool. Um, and whether that be you shed off something totally different and you end up at country music or you shed off country music and you end up back at country music. I think that that's really important. We all went through an Eminem phase. Trust me. I, I try to learn. Oh, like, big time. Yeah. Right. When he put like not afraid out was like kind of when I hit the Eminem <laughs> phase and I'm not the recovery. Album. Yeah. Yeah. I would sit in class. I listened to that record so many times. Yeah. So many times. And I would sit in class and I would like pull the lyrics up on YouTube and I would read them so that when I like got home, I could, I could rap. <laughs> If you, if you could imagine that, <laughs> if you could imagine that, um, totally. but I would, I would do it cause I thought it was good. And then I realized for me, at well, least it wasn't it, what I liked, but it, yeah. And it, but, but to me, like it still plays into like songwriting. Like that's yeah. how I kind of looked at it. It was like the, the poetry or the, the lyrics of it, you know, goes toe to toe with anybody. And, and that's kind of still, I think a big influence, you know, like, like you said, like, like, yeah, it might not be the style of music that I'm making now, but definitely, trying to make the best you know combination of lyrics that i can that's that played a big influence in that yeah i think that's really important in, in all aspects of music and you know like whether i listen to him now or not i think eminem is still like probably one of the best wordsmiths there is you know what i mean i think i would agree incredibly important in terms of songwriters and whatever like i couldn't even imagine writing a rap song it's just like it's not something i could imagine <laughs> but the, the, the one thing i find hilarious is like when people when people say uh you know well, why do you like country music? And I say, well, you know, it's it's the one genre where I feel like I can like kind of relate to. Like, it's a lot about love and a lot about heartbreak and a lot about you know the fun times and the sad times, right? And yeah. you know, growing up in a small town, even in New Jersey, right? Like a town that's a mile and a half long. Like, still, like there's a lot of things you can relate to. And then when people go back and say, well, I go, well, what do you like? And they're like, oh, like rap. And I'm like, well, can you relate to what a lot of rap music is saying? And they're yeah. like, yeah. No, I was like, all right, then why, why are you coming for me? What's the difference? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. And, and I think in like modern country music today too, you get, you get, a, I mean, there's such a wide variety of artists that you could be listening to kind of based on your other music preferences, right? Yeah, you know, I you know. got everything from, from Zach Bryan to, you know, uh, those type of guys Isbell, and and then you know your Stapletons all the way into you know kind of more your straight 
mainstream country of your Aldeans and, and Kane Brown and everything. And even I was talking with somebody the other day about, you know, Morgan Wallen stuff. And it's, it's like, man, those are a lot of R and B songs yeah, totally. which sang to country music, you know? So it's Artie? like, it's yeah. Yeah. It got a lot of rock. He bought into there, that whole punctry thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, him and co. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like you, really any type of, uh, music that you're into outside of country there's probably a, a sliver of country that that I you might might like as well don't you think it's funny how like that whole you know like five or six years ago red dirt was like the biggest thing since sliced bread you know what i mean like everyone wanted a piece of coetzel and and you know pecos on the rooftops and, and and all those guys right and like they're all still great yeah. like we're not we're not diminishing that but isn't it funny how red dirt just like at some point kind of turned into just like rock music with a twin <laughs> right kind of went that way yeah it kind of went that way and it's 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 not that there's any problem with it like i still enjoy it i still listen to it but i just think it's really funny that everyone was like and because at some point like i love the red dirt scene but i I really do believe that i think someone just made up the term like red dirt country (laughs) because i'm personally and people might come for me for this but i like it so it's not like i'm like shitting on it right you're not dogging it you're just saying it's, it's i think that someone just decided to come up with the term red dirt and i say that as a guy who like classifies like a tyler childers and a and a and a sturgill and a you know like all those guys i classify those guys as like mountain country but i made that shit up. yeah i mean it's not like, it's not like someone it's not like anyone for sure you know for sure that, yeah right? americana or whoever or appalachian you know country, right like americana is just singer songwriters with a twang like that's what it is so, <laughs> right that's why right. that's why sometimes i think the genres are totally like I think genres are important for the music in terms of like kind of finding what you like, but that's why also it's like now in today's day and age, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter um, whether I like that or not. I mean, well, and I think you're seeing like a cool, like cross genre. Like I was just showing a friend of mine who's really into hip hop, uh, the co um, who is it? Kodak black and Diplo, the the wasted song. And he's like, Mm -hmm. He's like, what is this? And I'm, and even yeah. like Jelly Roll, like coming on to the country scene now, like, I mean, I've, I've heard of him for, you know, 10 plus years and it's like, people are just like, who's this guy or whatever. And, you know, it's just like, it's all kind of like weaving together right, yeah. right now, especially and, and Morgan and Lil Dirk and everything like that. So it's, it's cool to see that it's like, um, country music's kind of coming back into that, uh, that area of flirting with the other genres and stuff like yeah. that and not being so secluded and everything you know and, and being able to kind of cross cross genres quite a bit so something i say all the time and if you disagree please bring it up because i think that that's important but um i'm a real so at some point right i was when i so I, I don't know if i mentioned this i've been doing this consistently every single week for three years um like three years this month right um so my opinions in three years have changed. Like it's, it's, and that's, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. For sure. But, um, you know, when I started this, uh, I called it remember country music and I literally called it that because I wanted to talk about what I considered country music, right? Like the quote unquote real country music. And I, I, yeah. I don't think that's evolved a little bit because now for me, what's important for me is like, remember country music is what your music like the roots of country music that makes your music country music like that's important like the the important parts of country music that makes you country you know what i mean yeah like for I, me, I would, that's the most important yeah um, i would wholeheartedly but, agree with that yeah right and it's totally evolved for me and I, but at one point i was like totally like 
not a fan. But that being said, I've evolved to the point where I say, you know what? I think that country music is a filing cabinet. And in said filing cabinet, there's different files. And that makes all the subgenres of country music, right? Because there's a ton of them now. There's a ton of them. Yeah, a and ton of them right now. Man. A ton. And I think that that's great. And there's a couple of reasons why. Is that I think that you can't have what we call modern day country music without traditional influences in country music in modern day music. You can't. You can't have a Hardy without having a Cody Johnson. You know what? You know what I mean? You can't have um, like someone modern. You can't have a. I don't even. I'm You're not, saying because somebody's kind of always got to walk that straight line in order for people to kind of be, be on either even, side, right? Of it. Like, yeah, kind of, yes, but it's not <clears> even <throat> that. It's it's more like, like, you know, you don't have to walk the straight line, but you can't dismiss and not listen and enjoy, and you can't accept that this person's music on the more traditional side is great if you think that like your music's also incredible because you have to have both because in reality, like you don't have more modern day country music without guys who are influenced by George Jones and, and Randy Travis. And, sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you can't. Um, I hear so what you're saying. That's, that's my thought. So, I mean, I don't know if people agree with that or not, but that's, that's something I preach all the time. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out after this episode airs, right? <laughs> I think so. You're right. You're right. It's funny. Cause like, I always go back to um, how like in the nineties, uh, you know, that whole, that whole era kind of got shit on, right? Like they got shit on by these guys in the seventies saying they're not making country music. And and I brought this up in last week's episode, but uh, a couple weeks back I had, and I don't know if you, if you know this band or not, but I had the guys from McBride and the ride on, um, they had a, a, a bunch of hits in the, in the nineties, some, some okay. 20 charters yeah. and whatever. Uh, Terry McBride writes a lot for Brooks and Dunn. He's really good friends with the kicks. And so, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of, of, cool things coming out of there. And the one thing they said was like, when they started, they got a lot of flack. A lot of people shit on them and said like, you know, like this is not typically what came out. So I think it's, you, you see that, that change. And I think we're seeing Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I think it's kind of a, a rotating cycle too. Cause yeah. like, I think what we're seeing a lot of right, especially right now is you're kind of seeing that um, same thing that happened with like Garth and, and yeah. Shania in the, in the nineties is kind of happening right now with, with Morgan and, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of other artists that are, I mean, Morgan and, and Garth just seem to have kind of like similar trajectories of what they're doing. <laughs> and even Taylor, I guess Taylor Swift would be kind of the example for Shania maybe, but um, on, on a, probably even a bigger scale, I'm not going to, you know, downplay what, what she's been doing. But sure. um, I mean, you, you get that where it's like, you know, it's always going to be, well, that's not traditional country, but it's the biggest thing ever. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, and, and if, 10 years from now, it's, it's going to be a, a similar conversation. So it's an ever, ever rotating thing. And, and I've been really happy with country music lately too, of, of a lot of those traditional sounds coming back, yeah, you know, too. it's, it's, uh, it, if you look back five, 10 years ago, you know, you were, you weren't seeing a lot of that, you know, steel guitar traditional sounds. And I think the guys like, like Cody Johnson and, and John party and have, have really in Midland have all kind of played a big, um impact into having that traditional sound come back so it's been really cool to see that i agree i think that when midland came on the scene things started to change um you started seeing more guys that were taking those kind of risks and i think that's really cool i agree um so in in terms of your music let's let's uh divert over here a little bit so you've been putting stuff out for a little bit um you're so you put out the ep in 2018 then two years later you put out a single and then 
you put out a couple songs in 2020, which I find very interesting, by the way, because were those like COVID, I have nothing to do songs or were those like, because I remember when you put Town Like This out and I was like, I saw it somewhere on social media and I was like, oh, Anderson Daniels. Like I, I remember Heartland. You know what I mean? Like I listened to that in college. Right. So like, yeah. Um, like I, I was like, oh, like this is a guy I haven't thought about in a little bit because it's been two years. Yeah. Right? And, and so, so like, were these like COVID songs that you just decided to put out or, or, you know, like how, how did that whole navigation work for you in terms of like going ahead and like consistently putting more and more music out um, after, you know, after you put that. Yeah. Out? So um, a handful of those songs or the, so I released, I think three songs in 2020. Yep. Um, we actually went into the studio in february of that year to cut all three of those songs and sure. lo and behold you know the next month you know COVID hits and, yep. and the world changes so um i kind of had a different idea of how i was going to be releasing those songs um but it just so happened that you know i was i was debating you know should i wait till this whole thing's over to, to be putting out music and i just kind of got tired of doing that so town like this you know came along um in, in the summer of 2020, I think it was. Um, and it was just one of those moments where I was like, you know, it, it might be a blessing here to be releasing music during this time. Cause the, you know, the pandemic was still fresh and so not a lot of people had a, a ton of stuff to do, but, but, you know, sit at home and, and listen to new music, <laughs> fortunately for me, but, um, <laughs> so, so that song came out and it, it really did, you know, a lot for me helping move me into kind of the next step of where I wanted to go um, with releasing music and then, you know, followed it up with a few more songs. And all three of those songs are just uh, Cheyenne and Warm Up with the Cold One were the other two that year. And all, yep. all three of those songs are really different from each other. Sure. So it was a cool time for me to kind of like figure out what I like to do creatively and, and kind of see people's response to that. And um you know, then it was, it had been like, you know, two years apart from releasing music for me. Cause then the next stuff I think didn't come out till last year, 2022. Yep. So, um, it was kind of like, you know, two years, two years, two years. So now I'm just, just trying to, you know, get on more of a schedule of, of releasing more music more often. Cause it, you know, every time I release stuff, you know, it, it grows and grows. So, it's just been one of those kind of uh, stepping stones and sure. and I'm, I'm pretty particular about what, you know, what I want to record, what I want to have my sound be and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm a little bit more picky when it comes to, okay, should I be putting this one out or, you know, I've, I've been writing the whole time and fortunate to have some other artists cut stuff that I'm writing and, and sure. keep on that grind. But for me as an artist, you know, I'm, I'm strategic about what direction am I going if I release this or what, you know, what, what do I want this to sound like? How do we play it all into the tour and, and the merch and whatnot, like you brought up earlier. It's just, it's kind of all one big, uh, one big, you know, ship it's, I'm trying to steer. It's a game, and, and right? So, like you got to just kind of navigate it. There's, there's ways to navigate exactly. it and, and it doesn't always work every time, but I mean, you got to try it, right? You, you, yeah. can't just, you can't just like, basically you don't know unless you try um so right right you, you got especially kinda... as an independent artist you're kind of in that zone of like you know what what's going to work for me what one of my passion about i think was a big thing that i had to figure out too and that's why you know releasing the wrong guy uh, a few weeks back and now another song here coming out soon it's like these couple songs are are stuff that i'm really passionate about a sound that i'm really passionate about and i think and, it's some uh, of your best stuff to be honest with you thank you thank you yeah i'm 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 hearing that a lot and it's, it's nice to to hear that after kind of taking some time to figure out what exactly I wanted to do as an artist and, and kind of make me, you know, have that, get that drive back a little bit. 
we recently i recently had a conversation on here about um about how we're all kind of in this and and we all kind of have a little bit of an ego um in terms of like if people give you compliments like you take that and you run with it like you're not just like ah, i don't need any compliments no one needs to tell me anything like it's just not it's not the case like you yeah we are quote-unquote creatives and you're on a whole other level than me but what i'm saying is is like we are creatives because that's what we like to do. We like to share and we like to tell stories in, in different ways, but you know, nonetheless, tell absolutely. Stories. Um, so, you know, like to, to have a chip on your shoulder and, and when people say, Hey, like, dude, this is, this is some of your best, like that fuels your fire. Right. And you just want to like, keep going. And I say that as like a guy who just, you know, I, I, you were gracious enough to send me your, your newest single, um, that'll be out soon. Right. And, and, uh, it's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like it is, it Thank is you, man. fast paced country song. That's just probably, well, I mean, the wrong guy is incredible too, but in terms of like all your other pat, like your, your voice is strong. Like this seems like really high quality stuff. Um, and I think that it's absolutely great. Is there a point when you kind of realize that where you were like, man, like I'm kind of turning into another gear right now. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think for me, it's it's kind of like I've always felt like that gear might might be there um, yeah. ever since I started. But you you kind of start looking back over, you know, when I look back to the Heartland EP on a lot of those songs versus what I'm releasing now, you can just tell the the confidence has grown, you know, yeah. um, and that comes, you know, that comes with time for a lot of people. And and uh, for me, a lot of it's, you know, the live show and and trying to put those songs together where I'm like, all right, I could see see playing this one on stage and and with the band and everything like that. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, practice every day and, and getting in the studio and practicing that aspect of it and everything like that. Yeah, for sure. You, you start to to gain a little bit more motion and, and I'm always, you know, people are always like, like you said, giving you compliments and stuff like that. And and I've, I've always had a chip on my shoulder and it's just like, Oh, wait till you see what comes next, you know, wait right. till you see what comes next. And and I think that can, that can be great sometimes. And sometimes that can uh, make you need to step back and, and smell the roses a little bit too. Totally. And, and sometimes you gotta things, be humble. Don't want to so. take things for granted. Yeah. Totally. I agree. So this new song, it's, it's, it's called, um, it's called keep chugging. Right. And it's coming mm-hmm. out uh, July 7th. If you're listening to this right now, one, two, if you're listening to this right now, it's out. So if you're listening right now, go listen to it, go share it with everyone, go, go turn it up. And uh, you know, it's like, it's about 4th of July ish, like right after the 4th of July. So, so yep. go stream it and uh, you know, do all that good stuff. And um, you know, is this song leading into, and obviously, you know, you have this song out and then you have the wrong guy, but like, and you put out an acoustic version of the wrong guy, but are these two songs leading into project or are you going to do like the single thing and throw them on a project so it's kind of like a personal playlist or like what's what's kind of the deal there yeah i think i'm i'm for this year at least i'm going to be releasing stuff you know individually um i've I've done a couple projects now which i love i love the aspect of creating songs that all kind of go together um which i feel like all of these songs will but um it'll kind of be more of a chapter of a, a year in time or a year and a half in time um but I, I kind of, you know, what's easiest for me right now or what what I think is most efficient for me, I should say, is is putting them out one by one and kind of mm-hmm. letting each one take a, a story of its own sure. um, and kind of kind of running with that in, in um, each aspect of, of each release. So I think that's smart. I think it's really smart. I um, <clears throat> and I'm sure you are, too, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big album guy. I like projects. I like 
um, hearing things put together, but I, I do recognize the importance of, of, as an independent artist, especially in the streaming world where, and, and where all of our attention spans are kind of like rats where, you know, like you, you'll have a better shot at resonating one song with somebody, uh, than you will 10, whether that's good or bad. I mean, it's, it's just, it is what it is. So I think it's smart that you do it this way. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a, yeah, I think we're at a point to, um, and you're seeing this a lot across, even across genres, but you know, if, if you're an established artist, that's, that's, you know, been around or, or has your own kind of crowd. I mean, you've seen it over the last couple of years with, you know, Morgan releasing a double album and then a yep. triple album and Cody Johnson releasing a double album and Miranda Lambert with a double album. And, you know, Aldine had two albums come back to back Eric Church. It's just like, there's so much, you know, there's, uh, I think Post Malone said it a little while ago, but there's accuracy and volume right yeah. now with like streaming platforms. So you can, uh, you can do that as an established artist on the independent side of things, though. It's kind of like you, you, you kind of have to stick to, to more of the song by song basis until you grow that listening audience and, and to where then you can throw a bunch of stuff at them, you know? So um, that's kind of the point where I'm at at the moment and, and just trying to each one of those songs keep bumping up the the amount of listeners and, and the, the, you know, the opportunity for each one of those songs to do, do what we're hoping it does. You, know? you never want one to get buried, right? Like you want people to, because there's two aspects, like you, you want people to hear your songs, but also like it's expensive. So if one gets buried, that sucks. Cause that's a <laughs> yeah, lot of money exactly. out the window. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you only want. get to release something once typically, you know, so it's like right. you, you want to squeeze the juice out of that when, when you can and, and try and get as many ears on it as you can for sure. I totally agree. So, so for people who are listening, like what, wh what is next for you in terms of shows? Like if they're in your area and, or if you're going elsewhere, uh, you know, where can they find you and where can they, uh, to hear you play? Yeah. So in the summertime, we're typically, you know, all throughout the Midwest. Uh, we just came off a run with uh, Justin Moore and, yeah. and we did a festival with, Justin with Kojo recently, which is which was a lot of fun. And um, then went down into Nebraska for a few shows. But coming up, you know, we're with uh, we're with John Wolf in, in Minneapolis, which oh, is cool. which will be a really cool one. Um, we got a couple shows with uh, Tyler Farr and, and a few other guys, I think, throughout the rest of the summer um be in nashville uh, a couple times you know splitting my time between the midwest and there so i'll be in nashville on the 12th um for for a round and uh yeah just kind of all over the midwest but andersondanielsmusic.com's got all my dates on there and, and we're always adding them so it's it's been a good good run and yeah, we've been fortunate to play a lot of places throughout the country so we're we're hoping to keep keep it going into the fall and and keep stretching that keep it up dude i think that's really important to get your uh, get your voice and your name out there and to hop on all these different tours and and to meet all these you know obviously bigger names that that it's really good to shake hands and show face and and show them what you got, even if maybe you don't meet them and you're standing up there on stage and they say, oh, who's that guy singing? Let's go check it out. Right. Like, I think that's so valuable. Um, so um, keep it up, dude. You sound great. Songs are great. This new song is awesome. It is uh, an absolute jam. Um, and uh, I think that it's uh, well received, hopefully by a lot of people. And I, I, I'm excited to see what it does for you. Thanks for coming to hang with me. Talk about some fishing. Talk about the Vikings. Talk about country yeah. music. Can't get any better than that. I really appreciate it, though. I appreciate it, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm a fan, and uh, and thanks for Excellent. having me on. Of course, anytime. Everybody, you can go stream uh, Keep Chugging. 
it's out now if you're listening and um you know let me know if you're if you're listening to it or let Anderson know and and uh you know share it with everybody you know i think that that's a very valuable tool and that's why social media is so great thank you for tuning in to another episode of the remember country music podcast remember to rate subscribe give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast new episodes come out every friday 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central wherever you listen to pods apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio. radio uh it's there um you know Go stream it, give us a rate, let us know how you feel. And um, if you don't like any of my rants, I'm sorry. There's always next week. But uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the RCM Podcast. I'm Kyle. That's Anderson Dance. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.